0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rap for Sports Day. And thanks to World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Now, this is a little bit left of feel from what we're used to. Yeah. We're about to get a, a very special guest on. He's a 2021 600 Super Sport champion. Just transferred to the Superbikes Championships in 2022. Had an outstanding season his first year in the Super Bikes. Rookie of the year. He's yep. a Gold Coast born boy. Only 22 years of age, and he must be half a lunatic.
1: Oh, he's got to, to, to do be. the
0: sport that he does. His name's Brock Pearson. Known as Brock O as well. And he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Brock?
2: Yeah, good, thank you. How about you both? Yeah, yeah, really
0: well, really well. Thanks for coming on on behalf of World Gym Australia. And I'm actually really interested to find, and we'll ask you this a little bit later on about. How you actually prepare yourself from a fitness point of view for something like superbikes? But as a kid growing up, were you a risk taker? Were you always someone who like to go fast, whether it's go-karts or whatever it may be?
2: Uh, yeah, to be honest. Um for motorsports, yes. But uh like risk takers, like not really me. Um like I'm not I'm a pretty calculated person. I don't do very silly things. But then when it comes to motorsports, yes, I do. Have something for speed that I seem to be addicted to,
1: mate. <laughs> it's uh, um, what, what speeds are you getting up to on these super bikes now? Because it, uh, it just seems like every year the bikes are getting faster and faster.
2: Yeah, they are. It's crazy. I think uh, the highest top speed that I have personally got up to is three twenty. Um, oh. I know that, like, I know that the GP bikes now over in Europe are doing like up to three seventy, which is just crazy. But um, yeah, I guess every year the bikes get better and the speeds also come up and, um, yeah, it just continues to climb somehow.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. So, Superbikes and MotoGP, for the layman who uh, – because they look the same, but they're obviously not the same. Yeah. One goes 50Ks an hour faster than the other one. And 50Ks an hour when yep. you're going from 320 to 370, <laughs> that's, got to, that's a difference, yep. all right? So, what, what are the differences between yeah. the two bikes? Uh, So basically, like, what we have is a bike that you can buy
2: for the road. And what we then do is basically transfer most of the road parts into race parts. Like, we obviously put exhaust, better suspension, electronics, and basically convert the whole bike into something that we can push to the limits on the track, what we then couldn't do on a road bike. We just couldn't replicate it. Um, So basically, we have a production bike that we turn into a race bike where in MotoGP, every part from the frame all the way up to what they complete the bike that is like custom-made um, from, yeah, top to bottom. So And that, and then they basically have no restrictions on what they can do. So right. you've got pretty much a similar motorbike in terms of CC, but they are very different in a lot of ways. And then obviously their bikes are getting up a lot higher speeds. They've got a lot more electronics on their bike. So in short, we, we ride a road bike that you can buy and uh, they they ride a bike you cannot.
1: Yeah, okay. So mate, you you're riding for Ducati now, which is a, a huge brand, uh very passionate yep. supporters, but but you're working with Troy Bayless who's world superbike champion. It must be unreal having someone like that in your corner who you can speak to and can mentor you.
2: Yep. Yeah, no, it's been really good because his son Ollie is a similar age to me. We've been really good mates um along, you know, the last few years and um To be honest, I never used uh, or never sort of fell back onto Troy for a ride or anything like that at any stage of my career. And um, last year I was riding a superbike and uh, halfway through the season, I come unstuck with the team I was within and um, I didn't have a ride. And um, I, for about a month, didn't have a ride and it was pretty hard. And that was the first time I actually reached out to Troy to, you know, to be on a bike that he had. And I said, look, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, push our friendship but um i'm without a ride and uh, i'd love to have a go on your bike and um they basically said to me they'll put me alongside their main rider at the time and they'll give me an opportunity for one round but no promises and then uh yeah i got my um best finishes of the year which i got two fourth places at the first race i did with them which was pretty good and uh that secured me a ride and here i am now with a full time
0: nice work nice work now of course this is brought to you by World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And that's what I'm really interested in from a rugby league point of view. For us, it was about spending time in the gym, doing a lot of conditioning, a lot of yep. speed work. Uh, yoga has been a yep. big thing over the last 15 or 20 years. So from a fitness point of view, how do you prepare yourself for the rigors of superbikes? Yeah, well, like, it's actually
2: pretty interesting, like most people think that road racing is not that demanding on the body and things like that, but it really can be, um, you know, the bikes have like over 200 horsepower. So, you know, constantly opening the throttles up on those things up to 300 kilometers is, is pretty full on to begin with. And then trying to stop them is another thing. Um, so like basically I've had a few injuries over the years that I've had to spend a lot of time on in the gym and, um, I've been really fortunate to have all the resources there to do it. But, um, Basically, like, you, we we really try and work on having, like, strong forearms for one, especially when it comes to being on the break. Um, Like, we need to have really good grip. So, I do a lot of stuff like that in the gym and then basically a lot of core and back strength um, because a lot of the time we're sitting up in the wind. And um, when you're doing 300 kilometers an hour and you shove your whole upper body up into the wind, if you can't sort of – if you can't sustain that force of the wind, you're getting blown off the back of the bike. So. <laughs> uh we We need to be really strong in the upper body, basically just to be able to hold ourselves and hold our core and um yeah look there's a lot of things you wouldn't realize you 'd think we sit on the bike a lot we don't we barely stay seated at most tracks uh a lot of times we're pushing through the feet of like our our pegs, so um we need to have pretty strong hammies and and that sort of thing too otherwise, if you can't stand on the bike to muscle it around, you can't put it where you want to go so um there's a lot that goes into it without without really realizing.
0: Again, comparing it to like a sport that we played or any contact sport where there's a lot of moving parts and your limbs are moving in all different directions, with you, not so much. So is flexibility important?
2: Yes, it is. Um, I'm flexible to a point that um, that I'm, I'm happy with. I probably could spend a little bit more time stretching. I, I don't know about you guys, but I personally hate stretching um so I, I make a routine of it doing it like as much as i can every day but like it's not something that i enjoy so i'm probably not the best in that department but i'm probably more flexible than the average person it's just um it does make a difference in racing so it's always something i've wanted to do a bit of but um it's, it's not a fan of mine
1: mate um yeah, so you've had some pretty serious injuries i noticed you've, you've broken your back twice i've read and and your yep. collarbone yeah how did you there, there's some serious setbacks how, how did you get the, you rehab that? Uh, uh, yeah, so
2: basically I um, I had a little bit of a, a big setback when I was about uh, 16, I think I was. I broke my back and both my femurs at the same time. Really? Um, and I, I did a lot of other minor injuries, like I broke the back of my shoulder blade, my elbow, my collarbone, but they were so minor compared to what I had at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, that set me back for like, six months off the bike. I spent a lot of time in a wheelchair and because I broke both my femurs as well at the same time, I could not walk for months because I couldn't wait there on any, which really delayed it. Um, but I was so lucky. I looked down the path where I, I really not had any structured training until that accident. I basically did what I want when I want. And um, I thought, okay, I need to reach out to someone who's going to be able to give me a hand and, and, and um, look after me. Cause for one, I was scared to be in a gym with weights and um Two, I, I didn't know what my body could do without being hurt again. So I was really lucky. I met um, Mike from Well Gym through a friend of a friend. Uh, I reached out to them and um, basically that was, yeah, going on six years ago now. And um, I've had that resource that I've always used. And uh, basically I had a PT that I've stepped inside of those facilities. And um, so luckily I've been able to come back to full, full, full fitness, if not even better, um, where a lot of those injuries would... Put people away from the sport and probably wouldn't recover to you know that much an extent.
1: Yeah, mate. I've I got to ask you. So you physically recover, but are you gun shy when you get back on the bike after an injury like after injuries like that? Because I mean, I, I tell you, I've had big injuries playing footy, and you're always a little nervous when you when you set foot back on the field. Yeah, yeah
2: I'd be lying if I wasn't for sure. I guess the difference with like rugby is like like you know that you're running straight at someone so like you need to face it i guess um you could probably not face it as much if you tried to avoid it but i mean with racing it's really hard because you don't hit the deck often so you don't know you don't know when you're going to hit the deck and when you do are you going to be okay because you just don't know the severity of it so for me like i i i didn't crash for two years after i had my big injury and um For one, that was definitely a case that I wasn't pushing the limits and that was obvious. And two, I was just scared to hit the deck. Within 12 months, I really, I had a few crashes actually that were really good for me because I learned that I could hit the deck without getting hurt. And um, then basically I shaped up for my full season in the 600s and I I put myself on the line and uh, basically got comfortable being back on the limit and that was the year I won the championship.
1: Oh, good stuff, I'd
0: rather run in the Gordon Talis than do <laughs> yeah, what you no, do. No. Okay, yeah. Brock. So, uh, World Gym oh, Australia. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, yeah. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And this man wow. is definitely next generation. He's a 2022 Superbikes Championships rookie of the year. Make sure you keep an eye on his career. Brock Pearson, thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
2: No worries. Thanks at all. Thanks for having me. <music>
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.